Rock FM. Howell and Jamie at breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Howell and Jamie, oh, we had a good week. We did. We had Jonathan Ross uh, interview, uh, which we're going to play on the show next week. So you are hearing it before anybody else. Rock FM. Right. New Studio Ghibli film. It's been a year since we spoke to you about the last one. Yep. Um, I cried at the trailer last year. I think I remember talking to you about crying at, ad- crying at adverts. That was The Wind the, Rises. The Wind it? Rises. That was The Wind Rises. Very um, different kind of movie. Yeah, watched the film then and it was oh just amazing. One of my favourites. So this one, The what? Tale of Princess Kaguya. 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 Right, let's, Kaguya. let's just... That's uh, all I'm saying anyway. I think if you just say it with confidence, people don't question Kaguya. it. Kaguya. Kaguya. Let's <laughs> cut to the chase, Jonathan. The issue here is Studio Ghibli. <laughs> Um, they're not like mainstream, certainly in this country. So let's pretend for a second. Let's do some role play. You're working <laughs> at HMV, Jonathan. Okay. Yep, yep. I come in. I'm a massive fan of Mamma Mia and Sex in the City. <laughs> you know what? I can tell from your voice that you. <laughs> so you gotta sell me. I'm coming in. I want to watch. Oh, well, well, can you start? Can you for the sake okay. of role play? Can you start with a knock? Like it's a door. Is well, right? Okay. I'm walking right. in. All right. I've knocked. Well, I'm knocking on the not, Who knocks on the door? <laughs> HMV. <laughs> oh yeah. Jamie I'm knocking on the HMV door. All right, here we go. Oh, come in. How? Hi. Um, uh, hello, HMV attendant. Hello there. How you doing? I'm looking for a new film to add to my library collection of well, films. Well, you've come to the right place. What kind of movies do you like? I like uh, Sex and the City. Anything with uh, SJP in. Well, well, I love anything with SJP in as well. You, like me, are clearly kind of in touch with the gay side of your personality, and that's a good thing. <laughs> Too Can right. I suggest stepping outside of that for a second, though, and taking a peek at a new animation from the Masters in Japan? Don't be scared. Where are you coming? Come back here. Uh, Studio Ghibli <laughs> is the name. Some people say Ghibli. I say Ghibli, okay? And it's a new film, and it's based on a fairy story, but it's actually like watching a work of art on screen. It's like a painting unfolding before you. I've never seen an animation like this one before and I think once you've seen it you'll be recommended to all your friends although of course you probably don't have many <laughs> <laughs> quick question um, is does Kim Cattrall get naked in it no I, uh, hold on now this is when I feel compromised because on the one hand I want to say yes just to sell it to you because I'm figuring by the time you've got home with it I can lock the door here at HMV, which we know is pretty uh, formidable, and you won't be able to get back and get your money back. But no, there's no naked Kim Cattrall, which I think is probably a, a tick in its favour, isn't it? Yeah, but what is this film going to make me do? Is it going to make me cry? Is it going to make me laugh? Or it's going is... to make you do all those things. There are scenes early on when you will definitely laugh. There are scenes near the end when you will perhaps cry. But at the same time, I think you'll sit there and it will almost be like meditating. It will wash over you because I don't know if you've ever seen any of the uh, the work of the Japanese masters of brushstroke, but this is not animated in the modern style. It's not CGI. It's not the bright popping colours that you're used to in like a Disney movie. This is like a beautiful kind of pastel piece of work. It's a... It's, a, it's almost like a, as I said, it's like an art experience, but with a beautiful heart and a beautiful story. How can you resist? Wow, you've sold it to Thank me, you. Jonathan. Thank I'm going to buy the box set. Well, that's not, because I get, I believe I get a kind of a bonus for everyone I sell here at HMV. So I think I just worked very hard to earn about 2p there. That's a really, <laughs> I'm going to have to up my game if I'm going to make any money. Um, I can't wait. I just love them. Do you, where does this rate compare to the other Studio Ghibli ones? Do you, you know, know what? It's very, well, I always find it hard to compare movies anyway, but the thing about this, because it does look and 
feel so different, not just to their films, but like almost all animated films. It's kind of very hard to compare. I mean, seriously, it is like watching, you know when you see those beautiful old pictures of like, you know, the, the huge waves rising and uh, the kind of bamboo fields that, that came out of feudal Japan. It feels like it belongs to that period. Mm. And the story, it's based on a very famous fairy tale over there from about the 10th century, I think. So it's a really old story, but a really beautiful story. The equivalent would be maybe a little bit like our Thumbelina or something, because it's a little baby, an old woodcutter, a bamboo cutter goes out and finds a tiny figure, like a model of a child, in a stalk of bamboo that he cuts in half. And when he takes it home, she turns into a real girl and grows up very quickly. Mm-hmm. And those early scenes, when you see her being animated, it's it's remarkable how they've captured them. I mean, it really is. It's just I've never seen that level of skill when catching a child in, in an animated film. So so it's it's a beautiful experience, but it's very different to all the others. Certainly, if I had to say, you know, is it in the the top five? I'd say it is. Well, right. maybe you could get me one of these films, Jonathan, for as a present because I'm about to get married. Yeah, um, Jamie's getting married. In fact, well, he's just told us today that his wedding speech is going to be uh, pretty much made up on the day. Do you I'm think doing, that's a good idea? Yeah, it's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that is one of the worst. You're not seriously going to just make up the day. Why? Uh, well, I, I'm a, you know, I thought I'd just throw it together after a few drinks. What? What's... What's your advice? Give me my some advice tips. Is don't. My advice is do not throw it together after a few drinks. Don't even throw it together when you're sober. Spend a bit of time working on it. Presumably you like this person you're getting married to. Yeah, she's wonderful. But presumably you might want to stay with her for a while. Yeah, I'd like it to work out. Okay, even if I put it in a very pragmatic terms here, there will be times in, and this is true of any relationship, there will be times when you have minor rows, okay? Yeah. Do you really want to arm her early on, give her something that she can throw straight back at you? Like, and that wedding speech you did was the worst wedding speech anyone's ever heard. That's, you're, you're, it's almost like you're kind of loading the gun for her now. You're absolutely right, actually. What, Think what, ahead. Plan ahead. I need you in my brain all the time. Yeah. What was your... What was your speech like, Jonathan, at your oh, wedding? Oh, mine was probably terrible, actually. You know, I can't really... Well, we got. I've actually. Well, why am I taking advice off you then? Because I'm older now. Now I would do it properly. Well, we got married sort of three times. Always the same. The first time we got married, we got married in Vegas, and that was a bit of a mistake. Well, I got uh, married in Vegas last year. Hang on. Um, we didn't, you know, we thought that was. I mean, we thought it'd be fun, but it was kind of weird. And this was before Vegas is the modern place it is now. Well, we See, we went up into the hills and had 45 people come out. It was beautiful. We well, had a proper lovely. wedding, really. But we, we went to a little chapel and we had like four people and an Elvis impersonator. You know, it wasn't great. Um, and and this was this was when literally when I was there. I'm not making this up. Sammy Davis Jr. was still performing Whoa, in Vegas. That's no. how long I got married. Yeah. So that was way back when. Second time we had a sort of ceremony here in England for our friends to come with us. And the third time, weirdly, this brings back to Japan. We got married in the sort of Hello Kitty theme park, <laughs> San Rio Land, and the ceremony was conducted by a giant talking tree. <laughs> yeah. That was the best one. Your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. You will not believe what if you will not believe. But let's recap in case you were away next week. Uh, last week, sorry, for some reason. You missed drama. Jamie had some bad news. He's getting married in, what, three? Um, it's um, less than three weeks now. Two oh uh, weeks and six days. Two weeks, six days? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, something just hit me. Oh. Oh. Okay. Right, so... The last week I found out... Two weeks and six days, stop, eh? stop saying it. <laughs> I found out last week that our wedding band, a seven-piece funk band with a brass section, no less, had cancelled. I got an email off the management company saying that the band had split up, OK? Can you read me that email again? Uh, yeah, how old? Go on, find it. It's, this is for your wedding that's in two weeks and six days, yeah? It is, yeah. 
Two weeks and six days. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's two weeks Why is it so days? close? Okay, I got an email originally from a, a lady, and she says, I'm really sad to uh, tell you, but the band will not be able to fulfil their booking. The band have split up for the foreseeable future. She had the band, so the band have split up for the foreseeable future. Right? And this is three weeks of the wedding, and I get this message through. Okay, so, over the weekend... My fiancé got a call from the singer from the band, yeah? Right. He says, the band are still together. <gasps> They've left this management company, right? <gasps> so the management company they left cancelled all the wedding bookings for the summer. And they found out through a third party that all their bookings were cancelled. So they but, got... the, but the point is... So, the wedding band, the seven-piece funk band with a brass section, are back playing my gig! Yay! Playing, playing the wedding. wedding in two weeks and six days! I want to thank everybody who tried to help me with the offering their wedding bands and such and such, but we have our wedding band, our original seven-piece funk so sesh, you... back on. I That's, can't believe the management company, Can you though. believe that? Because I emailed that woman back and I said, listen, there's no way they can do the gig because it's last minute, our wedding's yeah. in three weeks. And she's like, no, no, we can't do it. The band has split up. I mean, if there's, so... a, if there's a lawyer listing, I believe they're known as solicitors in this country, could you sue them? Could that I? Like a case Have there? I got a claim there? <laughs> Where there's blame. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I tell you, I, I, I mean, I'm so fuming with the management company, but at the same time, I'm euphoric yeah. because the band are back on. Brilliant. Well done. Two Great weeks news. and six days. Of course, this does mean that Susan from Preston, who was going to make a coin disappear, Helen from Croston, who was going to play the spoons, and Nikki from Blackpool, who would finish the show by counting to ten in three languages, they're not needed anymore. <laughs> your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. One million pounds of work. Yes, indeed. With Dambro.co.uk, we are finding one million pounds worth of work. In fact, we've got more than that already to uh, try and offer you. Find a job that you really love and you can do that at rockfm.co.uk slash work. You can also offer us more jobs there as well if you're someone with vacancies. We've already smashed the million pounds of work barrier uh, so there's loads on there for you to choose from or with danbro.co.uk the accounting service that gives you time to do what you love. Uh, this morning we'll be talking about the most embarrassing job interviews ever. Some highlights, my favourites this morning on Twitter at Keno said... Absent-mindedly twirling my pen around during an interview, I got the ends mixed up and drew a fake beard on myself whilst asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> That's a great one. I love Nikita's when I interviewed one woman for an admin job when a picture of herself on the CV in a leopard print bra <laughs> drinking a bottle of bud. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy from Blackburn does interviews herself and she's got a clever trick apparently to look out for. Lucy? go to um, Google or Apple's uh, job interview websites, they, they've got ideas of some of the questions that they ask their candidates. Right. So what I do is I always have a couple of questions that I will ask um, some of the uh, interviewees who don't want to be there just to make them square. <laughs> oh, right, give, give us an example. So one of the questions I, w I would ask that Google do is, uh, you're a new addition to the Crayola box, what colour would you be and why? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Jamie, what colour would you be? I would be burgundy because I'm always Ron Burgundy. Flavor. That's what you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me another question. I want to try another one of these. Um, you're a pizza delivery guy. Yeah. You've, uh, you've got a pizza and you've got a piece of string. Why? 
because what I'm doing is I'm teasing, I'm tying the piece of string to the pizza and I'm teasing a badger out of its neck. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I've, got, I've lost the job, haven't I? Uh, yeah. What are you meant to do with it? One lady turned up, I don't know, that's the point. You're meant to think <laughs> oh. outside the box. Oh, right. One lady turned up who sat the whole way through with a jumper on inside out, and I just couldn't tell her, so I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you see the label? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Owl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. The national minimum wage is increased by 20p an hour to £6.70, unless oh. you are in the younger bracket. If you are 16 to 17 years old, your increase will be uh, from £3.79 to £3.87. That's, what's that, 8p? 8p, 8p an hour? An hour. Looks like you're staying in at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be that. This morning, we are asking about your food lows. I have been left home alone by my wife for a month. I ate fish finger butties and chips last night, and that was a pretty big undertaking for me so far. I think we can go lower, though. (laughs) I think it looks like it. When it comes to lazy eating, when did you know you'd hit rock bottom? (laughs) Uh, Who have we got on the phone here? Chloe. Chloe, where are you from, Chloe? Blackburn. Chloe from Blackburn. Come on then, Chloe, admit it. What is your food low? Um, well, me and my boyfriend went travelling to, like, the Caribbean, Ooh. and literally we had about five euros left in the last week between us. So we found this old piece of broccoli. <laughs> we put it in a bowl, in a pan, and, like, covered it with chicken oxo cubes and pretended it was broccoli soup. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find the old piece of broccoli? Like, literally in the back of the fridge, that's all we had. Like, oh, my God. So you're in the Caribbean? Yeah. With Euros? Yeah, because it's a French island. Oh, right, okay, oh, right. Yeah. I, I just that, couldn't, why would you, why would you stay on that, Howard? I couldn't get beyond that. She's cooking a piece of broccoli with some chicken stock. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awful. Oh, it, it literally got that bad. We were that skin, like, you know, the banana trees on the side of the road. We were like... Stealing bananas off people's farms just for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my word. Oh my Chloe, this is a real low. This is a real low. <laughs> <laughs> stealing bananas yeah. and boiling broccoli. Let's just recap. Let's just recap that. You stole... I don't think anyone else is going to be texting the show this morning who stole bananas from the local banana plantation to survive. <laughs> It was really bad, but at the time, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, well, there's no other way to say it, Chloe, other than you stole bananas. (laughs) (laughs) If you're hungry, you're hungry, Chloe. Well done. Did you have to, like, climb the banana tree? You had to, like, cut them down. You literally get about 30 per bunch. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've just got this image of you shimmying up a tree now, Chloe. <laughs> with with a, a 500 bananas falling on top of her. <laughs> oh, Chloe, thank you very much. No problem. Have a good day. You too. Let's go. Your music. Your life. Rock FM. Frankie, where are you from? I'm from Blackpool. Blackpool, Frankie. Frankie, come on. What is your food low? A pot noodle sandwich. Oh! <laughs> a pot noodle how, sandwich. How many times, Frankie? A few. <laughs> <laughs> when when do when do you do this? Is this when you are feeling particularly miserable? No, no, I haven't had it in a while. I was a 
a student for a few years and sometimes, you know, needs more. <laughs> That'll do it. How do you stop the bread from going soggy? I mean, I know it's only a technical <laughs> issue, but if you put in a pot noodle on a piece of bread, wouldn't it just turn the bread all wet? Ideally, you need, like, a bun. That, that works really well. <laughs> Maybe toast the bun a little bit. <laughs> no, no. Just, no. just go right in that now. Just whack it on. I've just seen yeah. it. I, I just want you to pretend for me for one minute that you're on TV, right, and and you're, you're talking us Imagine through you're it. Nigella Lawson. So talk us through Talk us through the process. <laughs> the kettle's being put on boiled. That's where you got to start. Go. So you need to get your pot noodle pasta really soft, really nice. Make sure all the water's soaked up because you don't want that on your sandwich. <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> While that's stewing, you need to get your bun out. Lots of butter. Make sure you've got lots of butter. <laughs> and then just... Pour the pasta right on there, squash it down, and off you go. <laughs> <laughs> sandwich. You know what? Oh. You have just made me want to I eat want a it. pot noodle sandwich. Do you have any sauce with it, or just do you just go straight no, up dry, no. dry no, noodle? Not an animal. No. <laughs> <laughs> not an animal. Frankie and Blackpool, thank you very much. Let's go. Your music, your life, Rock FM. Every week, a JV heads out onto the streets of Lancashire to find new friends. Yes. This is a lonely boy. Play my theme tune. Uh, this is his new feature. Really, it's his an excuse to play the Golden Girls theme tune from the 80s. issue these days with uh, as you get older you get into your 30s you gradually gradually lose friends and your circle of people you know get small I wanted to end that circle of destruction and make new friends <laughs> okay so Jamie walked up to strangers and said hello how many of them do you think in this friendly county of ours will just chat back let's find out how you got on yesterday shall we yeah morning there I'm Jamie what's your name you're off on the streets all right have a good day <laughs> You off on the street? Off on the street, yeah. That means something else, Jamie. Okay. Okay, so that's a non out of one rejection. Let's have another one. Good morning there. I'm Jamie. What's your name? What's your come on? Have a chat. Have a chat. Having a busy day, all right. You have a good one. Okay, thanks. Oh, you see, she wanted to stop, but she's just very busy. Yeah, that's busy. Non out of two. And next one. Morning there. I'm Jamie. What's your name? Um, I need to get back to work. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're busy at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you have a good day today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she shut me down immediately. <laughs> she did, didn't she? That was an immediate funny name, that, innit? Good morning, though. I'm Jamie. What's your name? Um, I need to get back to work. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anita, yeah. Zero out of three. <laughs> morning, there. I'm Jamie. What's your name? You're busy? Yes. Off you go. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I send them on the way. If they're going, they're going. I ain't stopping no one. Zero of four. Morning, sir. Well, I'm Jamie. What's your name? I'm all right, thanks. You're busy. On the phone. Getting texting. <sighs> oh! Yeah, that was awkward, that one. Sounding yeah. slightly annoyed there, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Okay. I was losing faith. I was losing faith. Morning, though. I'm Jamie. What's your name? Chris. Yeah, you're busy. You're looking for rings? Mm-hmm. What you'll do? Just making friends in the neighbourhood, <laughs> getting to know people. So is this for your lady? My wife. Oh, what are you looking for? A ring or a necklace or a pair of earrings? A ring, OK. Yeah, yeah, well, there's some bumming great ones in there. They're very expensive, though. You must be loaded. They're not expensive enough. <laughs> really? Mm. Oh, my God. You could buy me something. 
I'd love to get a nice little um, I'm sure you would. necklace thing, but uh, a manly necklace. Mm. <laughs> you, you, know, you could buy me one. I don't think so. <laughs> OK, have a good day. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, that turned quickly. I don't think we were friends. <laughs> no, I think he was. He had a nice little giggle at the end of that. He didn't buy me anything. Yeah, oh, well, that doesn't mean... He... In Jamie's world, if you're his friend, you have to buy him something. That's the thing. OK, one more. Hello, I'm Jamie. What's your name? You're busy there on your text. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamie. How are yeah, you? Right. I'm all right. Thanks. So be careful so. when you're wandering around Lancashire yeah. today because you might be looking at your phone and you don't realise that well, sat next to you on a bench is Jamie. I find that I have to pounce on people when they're not eyeballing me these days. So, you know, it's not easy making friends. There's an example, though. It's a difficult day on the streets. I want to hear her once more. Hello, I'm Jamie. What's your name? You're busy there on your text. Hi, <laughs> 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 I'm Jamie. How are you? Oh, imagine looking up and seeing your moon face staring back. <laughs> your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. This morning we've been talking strange celebrity dreams. We've had me punching James Corden. Uh, Sam from Fleetwood naming a whale with Coldplay standing next to him. And here comes Emma. Away from her. Um, Emma from Morecambe. Emma from Morecambe. I know Emma's dream. Jamie doesn't know Emma's dream, but I am claiming that this wins weirdest celebrity dream of the day, Emma. Uh, take it away, Emma. I had this dream once where um, I was just walking around and there's just loads of flies and they all had just in Bieber for heads and I was just hitting them with a bat or something. Just had Bieber heads. <laughs> so there were flies in your dream, they had Justin Bieber's loads. heads. Exactly, loads and, of them. And you were swatting them away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> loads wow. of Bieber heads. Does, does Justin Bieber annoy you in general? I can't stand the man. <laughs> <laughs> now I woke up. I was still, I was still swatting them. <laughs> <laughs> you were swinging your arms in the air. This is about. Oh, <laughs> mate. Your music. Your life. Rock FM. Caroline, what's yours? Well, it was really strange. It was like, I think I've been walking, watching Walking Dead. So I think that's why I dreamt it. But was on the run from, like, zombies trying yeah. to eat us. I was hiding behind a wall that was made of glass. And then Simon Cowell showed up. <laughs> and I was like... What do you want, Carol? And I looked down and he was wearing trousers that were made of bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> pause, 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 brief, up, brief update for everyone. <laughs> you are being chased by zombies. Simon Cowell's chasing you. He's wearing bamboo trousers. <laughs> Every time he moves, it's like wind chimes. He's giving us away. Every time he moves, <laughs> his, his pants are making wind chimes, not bamboo wind chimes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, take the pants. Cowell, I'll leave, but he wouldn't take his pants off. So I'm trying to run from Cowell and the zombies. The zombies are getting close to us because they can hear Cowell's pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Tell oh, me, were they up to his nipples as well? Did he have his pants up to his nipples? Pants were high, as usual. How bizarre. How did it end? Well, I don't know. I just woke up. I was like, well, that was weird. <laughs> Caroline, I think you may have just stolen the uh, spot of best dream from Emma from Morecambe. I think it's competition. That, that could be the weirdest dream ever. Thank you, Caroline. Then thank you so much. Oh, bless you. No, I'm just going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Your music, your life. Rock FM. Have you had a look for a better life yet at rockfm.co.uk slash work? 
Well, on there is over three million pounds of work now. Over three million squiddly did. Well done. You have given us your jobs. If you're an employer, you've been giving us your jobs. If you're looking for a job, you've hopefully you've been on there and had a look. If you haven't yet, we've been trying to find some exciting, brilliant new jobs for you to uh, switch to. Why don't you go and have a look? Rockfm.co.uk slash jobs. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about interviews job as well. interviews, yeah. I mean, I, I, I genuinely believe... I, I am the best job interviewee. <laughs> no. No, 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 hear me job. Out. no, yeah, yeah, Howell. Yeah. I went for an interview at a, for a job at a museum shop. Yeah. And I absolutely nailed it. Do you Did know you? how I nailed it? Do you want to know the secrets yeah. of a good interview? Yeah. Bravado, confidence, <laughs> sometimes arrogance, <laughs> personal slogans, and it's how you stand and hold your body posture as well. Personal slogans? Personal slogans. Like what? Come out with a slogan in the middle of a conversation with them. Number I'm one the for Lancashire, <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, no, better than that, though. What? I'm Jamie. I live it, I work it, I love it. Didn't that <laughs> no, but no, seriously. If you gave me an... I, I am the perfect interview candidate. I could give you the perfect the perfect way to nail an interview so you will never, ever fail to win over a job because what people want to see is you're committed that you'll deliver. You would be that guy who goes on Dragon's Den and looks really confident and lasts about a minute. That's what you oh, would that's be. What be. You set me up an interview. Set me. I'll set, set you me, up. No, no, how? Well, listen. What? Set me up yeah. with an interview, and I will show you how it is done in the real world. I'll tell you what. I'll set you up with. I will set you up with a Dragon's Den style situation, and you've got to show us how your brilliant ideas can win you money. Okay. Will, you name the scenario. I will adapt to any scenario that is put forth. Like rain. You've minutes. got. If I arrange this, you have to go. You're not allowed to make an excuse. I will, I will be there. I will be there ten minutes early because that's the way you <laughs> nail it. <laughs> Rock FM. Howell and Jamie at breakfast. Easter is coming up, Jonathan. Yep. Lazy time approaching. What are your favourite box sets? My favourite box sets to watch, you know, well, I'm still working through some of the, the new ones. I mean, I only finished, uh, towards the end of last year, my wife and I only finished Breaking Bad. Right. Okay. And that, because we didn't watch it when it first went out, and that's got to be, I think, possibly the greatest TV show ever made. Better than Mad Men? Mad Men never really got into it. I found it a oh. bit slow and a bit, you know, I just didn't. I mean, I liked, obviously, I liked the clothes and I liked the girls in mm. it and I liked the setting, but the drama never particularly grabbed me or gripped me. Um, Love the X-Files. You know, you might want to dig them out again. The yes, X-Files, yeah. I just recently bought the kind of huge box race out of that. And I also bought all, recently, all of the Star Trek series. Oh, yeah. really? Every single one. I figured I'd go through from the beginning. And I mean, that's got my wife's going to hate that because, but she lies in bed next to me at night playing Farmville 2 on her iPad. <laughs> okay? So she's there, sort of like, you know, baking pies for imaginary people and saying, oh, I've got to go and collect my strawberries. So I'm kind of allowed to watch Born Identity as many times as I want. And I'm going to now move on to Star Trek, I think, and work my way through the whole lot. That's going to take me years. What about Game, you know, Game of Thrones is yeah, coming back? Yeah, Game of Thrones, but I'm watching that the minute it comes out. You know, I mean, I'm not box setting that or you're saving down. that up. You're binging yeah. it. You've got, no, I'm watching it the minute. In it, it's out. I mean, I've seen all the previous ones, so it's now it's starting again in, I think, end of this month, and it marches back on TV. So I'm going to start watching just weekly. You know, last year I was lucky. Someone I know worked on it, and they sent me links to the, the episodes before they were uh, released. So I was a bit ahead of the game, and we made them. That sounds illegal. No, no, it's okay. It's not, it's not illegal. I'm a celebrity. Uh, and I watched the first, like, four or five, right? But then 
the supply dried up. So we had to wait four weeks for the next one. So we'd actually, oh. it was, we'd made a terrible situation for ourselves. Yeah. This time last year, we asked you for your advice on who we should get to turn on the Blackpool Illuminations. Yes. You suggested David Walliams and Graham Norton. Do you think we bettered you by getting Peter Kay? I think you bettered everyone by getting Peter Kay. And Peter, <laughs> yeah. You know, especially... Uh, you know, for Blackpool to have Peter Kay, that's a big thing. I tell you, who's up there soon? I'm not sure. I, you, you might know this. I'm not sure. Who's that is Tim Burton shooting a big part of his new movie in Blackpool. Oh, you know really? Mm -hmm. I know this because my wife wrote it. Wow! No so we will be coming up. So you're going to have coming soon to Blackpool. I'm probably this is probably a terrible thing. I'm probably shouldn't be telling this. Samuel L. Jackson's in it. <gasps> so you're going to have Tim Burton and Samuel L. Jackson wandering around outside the pound shops. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Uh, and they're going to be up there. I won't tell you when, because maybe I've said too much already, but we're going <laughs> to pop up as well and visit them. So, so maybe... you're all going to come and see us, yeah? Well, we might do. I don't know. It depends. Listen to this. This is what happens with Jonathan, <laughs> right? This time last year, we ended our interview, right? And I said, Jonathan, we love you. Here's, here's my phone number. Oh, here we go again. Give me a ring. So needy. After the thing, you said I will. I'll ring you. I'll ring you later. Boys. You, yeah. you said you'd about, ring about Howell five back. times. You said it. I mean, I don't mind you being honest. I never ring. And then I sat and watched. watched I'm the like phone. a toddler. When you're not in my line of vision, I forget you exist, right? You know, I'm out myself. I mean, I'd normally here in London, I scooter around. Okay, it's the best way for me to get around. It's very quick and it's I like it. Dangerous. Well, that's what my wife says. However, when I wife places, she always says, "Will you text me to tell me you're there safely?" I always forget. So about four times a day, she imagines I'm dead. And that's kind of like the worst thing. So if I don't bother keeping in touch with my wife when she fears the worst, why am I going to call you? Yeah, that's a really good point. Put it in context. However, when we're up there, I will try to remember. I don't know when we're coming up. Uh, it's kind of up to my wife's schedule, but we will be up there. But you should get... Because get, Tim Burton, believe it or not, when Jane was talking to you about it, she said... Oh, you know, this big end scene, I think it'd be great, is this place, because the, the rest of it takes place, some of it takes place in Miami, some of this film takes place over in Ireland somewhere. Uh, it's a weird fantasy film. It's going to be massive, I think. And Jane said, oh, you know, I love this place. We go to this place called Blackpool. And Tim Burton said, I love Blackpool. <gasps> and he's been there several times before, apparently. He loves Blackpool. So, you know, you've got someone who is a great character, brings a very different fan base to Peter Kay, let's be honest, yeah. uh, but loves Blackpool. Well, what do you want? Wow. And if he got Samuel L. Jackson with him as well, that well, would just be the icing. Yeah, because he is, you know, <laughs> apart from me, one of the coolest men on the planet. I just want to see his reaction to, like, the Madame Tussauds and stuff. <laughs> I think he'd take it in his stride. I mean, he's, yeah. as long as there's somewhere nearby he can play golf, Sam's happy. That's <laughs> yeah, it. There's lots of crazy golf. Yeah, if he can swing a... Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Take him, <laughs> take him to the crazy golf. I don't know whether hitting it through a windmill is quite the same for him, but <laughs> I'm sure he'd get it. Oh, dear. Right, well, Jonathan, thank you. It's a pleasure. Um, final question. It must be seriously difficult to deal with this every day from people because you're such a personable guy. You know, we, we obviously interviewed Peter Kay last year. Peter is very, um, his family and his life is sacrosanct to him and he's very careful about those things. You are such a lovely bloke and we want to spend all day with you, but everybody does. It, it must be really difficult being as famous as you are. You say everyone wants to spend all day with me. Try telling that to my kids. If I pop around their house, they go, Dad, what, are you going soon? Because we got friends coming around. You know, and they you know, they want to get their herbal cigarettes out. They don't want me there cramping their style. So, uh, no, you know, I, I like people. I like being... I mean, there are sometimes... Everyone has a, a moment. You know, I'm, you know, if someone brings me a salad when I'm expecting a steak, I might fly off the handle. You never know. But uh, everyone has their moments where they're maybe not as uh, giving as they perhaps feel they should be. But no, you know, I kind of... Look, I've got a great life. I can't complain. I'm just... I'm sitting on my back. So they're talking about cartoons I like to uh what's her name again it's Jamie and <laughs> <laughs> Jamie and Steve yeah Jamie and Ian uh 
No, but I'm talking to you guys about something I love. You know, it's like I have a nice time, so I try and remember that when I'm out and about. And if people want to say hi to me, I think, well, you know, this is uh, I'm very, very lucky. And one of the reasons yeah. why I'm enjoying such a lucky time is because of you. So, hey, how are you oh, doing? Well, Thanks. Thank you. Let's have a hug. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, guys. Lovely speaking to you again. Lovely and I will try to, to remember to give you a call when I'm up in Blackpool. You haven't got my number. It doesn't matter. No, but I'll we will Jamie. tweet you, OK? <laughs> we'll accept I've got, Twitter. I've got Jamie's number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, actually, I saw talk... Jamie last time I was up there. We just didn't tell you. Yeah, we talk all the time. Yeah, we just... Great night, didn't we, man? FaceTimed. Whoa, those <laughs> Jaeger bombs blew my head off, you crazy monkey. <laughs> Jonathan, thank you so much. It's a pleasure, guys. Take care. Take care. See you, man. Your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. We're doing Rock FM's £1 million of work at the moment. We've smashed the £3 million barrier of finding jobs for you to check out at rockfm.co.uk slash work. Yeah. And we were talking interviews, and then we got into the interview-like situation of Dragon's Den. We were chatting about Dragon's Den, and Jamie claimed that he would nail it on Dragon's Den. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm not a boastful person. I'm very modest. I'm very rational. But I am the king of interviews. <laughs> no, you're not. No, how, I've never got one wrong. <laughs> I've never had a bad interview. You live in a dream world. You have no idea. It's like when, the other day, you just got up and walked out of the boss's office when you decided the meeting was over and he just looked at me and went oh he's gone then has he it's like yeah he just he thinks that it's finished he's, he has you have no awareness of yourself and, and i'm going to prove it we are going to film you in a dragon's den situation i have lined up for you to speak to babs babs hey oh who's babs then she sounds like a a lovely old pussycat. Babs is chief executive of the North and Western Lancashire Chamber of Commerce. Babs has been there since 1983, and Babs knows business inside out. Jamie, she is a big deal. She is, she can be, a, I mean, she's a lovely woman, but she can be a scary woman. Ooh, she I'm, takes no prisoners. Oh, I'm shaking. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm having nightmares. I'll tell you what you need to do. <laughs> you need to take this seriously because we are going later today. Right? Oh. I'm not scared of a woman called Babs. What is it? A carry-on <laughs> film? You are in I'm gonna trouble. I'm going to send James her. You're in trouble. Listen this time tomorrow. Find out what happened. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. Every Thursday, 8.25, we turn your most amazing stories into a radio film. Today's was sent by Anonymous in Wigan. Sit back and enjoy today's story entitled... No, I, I don't even want to say what the title is of this because it gives it away. It gives it away. Just sit back, relax, turn your radio up. This is brilliant. Howell and Jamie. My son plays for an under-13 Sunday football league team in Wigan. We all take it very seriously. My husband does the refereeing and I have a Facebook page set up with all the other mums where we organise each weekend's logistics. My son's team won the league last year. And we have countless photographs of the boys in their brilliant, bright, white kit with trophies aloft. On the weekend of a particularly important cup match, I had the responsibility of washing the team kit. This probably falls onto my shoulders about once a season. And it's a doddle. In they go. Super cycle. 40 degrees. Job done. Bosh. On the morning of the match, we were in something of a rush. I threw the kit and a few other bits into the washer, whilst household crisis ensued. 
My husband's red and yellow cards had gone missing, and my young lad's football boots were missing five studs each. Cue mayhem. I threw the kit in a bag, and when we arrived in the team dressing room, I dealt out socks, shorts, and... Very small shirts indeed. And mm, slightly pink shirts as well. I looked in horror at the minuscule rose pink number 11 shirt my son was due to wear. I shrunk the kit. And whatever else I'd thrown in the wash was enough to turn that stunning fresh white colour into a resplendent baby pink. The team were in no state to forfeit the match. So it went ahead. Can you imagine? My son's under 13 side sprinting round in their new pink, chilly, crop top football kits. <laughs> yeah. Your music. Your life. Rock FM. But also the day that we've got the eclipse. 16 years since we had an eclipse last time. Um, Howell and Jamie at breakfast here. And we're joined on the phone by someone very special uh, from St. Oswald's C of E, Julia. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. <laughs> hey. hey. How old are you, Julia? I'm 10. 10 Julia, years. You, you oh. weren't even born the last time we had a solar eclipse. Pretty exciting. <laughs> Julia, why don't you tell us, because um, some people don't know what an eclipse is, tell us what you've been doing for the last day and what an eclipse is. We've been looking at stars and constellations through, through, um, through like iPads and we put it to the sky and we can see it through the iPad and... Um, <laughs> we use the telescope to see as well, and um, we, we had a sleepover as well. You had a sleepover? We <laughs> got, got up at five just to see the sunrise. Oh, wow. 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 And a play. Was it fun having the sleepover, Julia? Yeah, very fun. Yeah, and could you hear people snoring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Julia, why don't you explain to me what an eclipse is then? It's when the moon is at the right angle and it blocks it it blocks the sun from um, getting to to the earth. That's right. That's a very good well done. Actually, well done. Your music, your life. Howell and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. Howell and Jamie at breakfast. Jamie is outside keeping an eye on the eclipse. He, as usual, is doing a terrible job. Uh, can you actually see the thing yet, Jamie? Thanks, Howell. Yeah, I can tell you this. The extension wire is not long enough. I can confirm that it's not long enough. So I can't quite get round the other side of the building to see the eclipse. So what I've decided to do, I will be viewing the eclipse through the Rock FM church. Not Cullinder, a Rock FM church. <laughs> That's the safest way to do it. Don't look directly at it. Put a building in front of it. Alexander in Bolton is on to help us, though. Morning, Alexandra. Yay! Are you uh, are you on Eclipse Watch for us? I am. I'm outside at the moment. Can I just ask Jamie to kindly not <laughs> sniff into the microphone again? That would be lovely. <laughs> it's Sorry, Alexandra, it's cold out That's here, right. isn't it? <laughs> so, Alexandra, uh, have you got a day off today or what? Yeah, I am. I don't work on Fridays anymore, so this is my day off. I'm on baby duty. Have you had a baby? I have, yep. Hey, Yay. congratulations. <laughs> How old is he, she? 
Uh, he'll be one at the end of this month. One. And how's it going? Has it been the hardest year of your life or not? The best. The, the best year. Best. It's been hard, but worth, worth it. Oh, fantastic. What does the weekend <laughs> hold in store for you? Uh, quite busy, actually. Um, I'm an Irish dancer, so with it being St. Patrick's Day this week, we've got a few um, bookings, a few displays this weekend. Yeah! <laughs> I've always wanted to be a river dancer. Will you teach me? Oh, of course, yeah. Great, that's not a problem. You could join our adult classes. Yeah. <laughs> I could. Um, <laughs> problem is, I struggle going up with these stairs at the moment. So, the all-important question, Alexandra, in Bolton, it is now 8.30. This is the time that they said will be the optimum time to see the first eclipse in 16 years. Alexandra, can you see it? No. Your music. Your life. Rock FM. We're keeping an eye on the eclipse, and now Jamie is actually outside on Hell and Jamie at breakfast. Uh, how's it looking so far, Jamie? Yes, I can confirm that I am outside looking at the skies before me. I've got a microphone and an extension lead. The issue is... <laughs> we didn't send follows. you outside to commentate on the microphone and extension lead. <laughs> well, it's important because the extension lead's not long enough, so I can't quite see the eclipse area. <laughs> You mean you're on the wrong side of the building? You got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are the Jamie at breakfast? Good morning. Um, we have been doing Rock FM's one million pounds of work. While Jamie sorts himself out, I want to play you something truly phenomenal. Yesterday, we put Jamie in a Dragon's Den-style situation. This is after we got onto the subject of job interviews, and Jamie said that he would nail it, that he could do the best Dragon's Den pitch ever. We sent him to the North and Western Lancashire Chamber of Commerce, where I organised for him to do a pitch for Babs Murphy, the chief exec. How do you think it went, Jamie? I thought, I mean, I think it went all, all right, but what do you think? I think it was the single most embarrassing thing I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> uh, from the beginning, when you walked in with 50 Cent playing on your phone... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we listen to it? Here's part one. Come in. Would you mind just switching your music off? Hello, I'm, I'm Bath Murphy, Chief Exec at the Northern Mass Lancashire Chamber of Commerce. Can I take my coat off? Yes, of course, please do. It's hot in here. <coughs> do you like hamsters? Uh, yes, I love hamsters. Do you like pants? Can I get a yes? I think I prefer other items of clothing, but... Well, uh... let me tell you about hamster pants. I'm looking for... A £100,000 investment for a 5% stake in my hamster pants. Basically, what you've got is a normal pair of pants made of nylon. You've got them covered then in hamster tubing that's all we woven into the fabric of the pants, up and down the legs, inside and out, and along the waistline. So, when you want to go out with your hamster, you don't have to hold it in your hand anymore, Babs. You pop it in your hamster tube on your pants, and you walk down the streets, and you've got your hamster right there with you, you're like Mr. Fonz. <coughs> I'm actually taken back with this particular idea. You say that you're looking at 100,000, which represents 5% of the company worth. Yeah. So what's the turnover of the company at the moment? 
Well, at the moment, the, there's only one. I've only got one pair of pants. I'm struggling to weave in the tubing. I ripped the pants and uh, split the tube. But will um, you be setting up your own manufacturing base? How are you going to actually make this commodity? Well, we'll start off in my in my shed. Okay, that's where everything starts in my shed. So you have a two million pound business as it stands in your shed. Well, I've got a shed, and I've got in that shed a pair of pants and a leaf blower. Okay, so within in your shed, you're telling me that you have got the capacity to manufacture. This is a lot tenser than I thought it would be. Approximately four hundred thousand units. Yeah. Okay. Let's pause it there for a moment. Not exactly going well, is it? Yeah, well, I, I changed tactics. I moved up a gear. It's time to flirt a bit with Bubs. <laughs> we'll play what happened next. In my shed is a pair of pants and a leaf blower. It's Rock FM. Your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. Is it getting actually dimmer outside yet, Jamie? Yeah, just working my way around, got some extra extension cable on the mic, I'm going to mic that up and just make sure I can see this eclipse. You're not even, you can't even see the place in the sky where the sun is. Yeah, but you is, it getting, the clouds. is it getting darker, though, in general, outside? It does feel like there's a beginning of something eerily darker starting. No, it's not, is it? It's not, I can tell, no. by the way. Right, well, you keep an eye on it, and we'll be coming to you as well. If you spot anything, let us know. Remember to look at it safely and carefully. You've got to do a pinhole camera, reflection in a, some water. Rocking your message, 63103. We will call you as our correspondent in a bit. Right now, though, Jamie is... Uh, at the Lancashire Chamber of Commerce. This was yesterday. He was doing a Dragon's Den-style interview with Babs Murphy, the chief exec. Very nice, but very serious woman who doesn't take any prisoners. Jamie uh, is pitching his hamster pants. That's his big invention. Not going too well so far. My particular favourite moment was when he said he'd manufacture it in his shed. I've got a shed, and I've got in that shed a pair of pants. And... A leaf blower. Horrendous. So now you decided to change tack slightly, didn't you? Flirting time. <laughs> Tell me, how do you intend to take this product to the marketplace? Babs, let me just take my cardigan off, if you don't mind. It is very hot in here. I think you can agree there's some kind of chemistry going on. Um, really? Babs, you know, first of all, we clearly have this chemistry going between us, and there's a, you're an attractive lady, I'm an attractive man, with our ideas bouncing off each other. I think, like I, think I would beg to differ in terms of opinion, but, but can we just get back to the business, please? Am I going to get any of the money today? What was the question? <laughs> I'm done. You can count me out. Perhaps listen around. Okay. Oh, one, one second, one second, before you go out, all right? I am having a wedding in three weeks, less than two weeks and a bit, and I'm very scared and I've got a lot to pay for. I've got a seven-piece jazz band with a brass section to pay for, a photographer, and a lot of massive, like, water bill on the way, and I don't know where they got that estimation from, but it's wrong. Well, my, my recommendation to you is I wouldn't be thinking about hamster's pants, but possibly... But can, um, you not, can you not see how I need the money right well, now? Well, maybe you ought to think about Just going into wedding planning. So are you I'm saying, sorry, I'm out. 
Babs, you're missing out on getting in on the ground floor. Don't make a mistake. I'm sorry to bang the table like that, Babs. This is you, right? In a year from now, be sat on your settee at home, probably watching an episode of Countdown, and then you'll see on TV, oh, here's Jamie Allison with his hamster pants. He's just made £5 billion. And I'll say on TV, I gave Babs Murphy the chance to get in. Please feel free to do whatever you like, but I would not waste my money investing into this idea. It's over. As soon as I leave that door... It's over. It's gone? It's gone. What, I close that door? Please open it and leave. And, and it's over? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Absolutely. Ready? Bye-bye. Have a nice chance. Have a nice life. You can say yes still. Oh. <laughs> she actually said, have a nice life, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was you thinking behind having 50 Cent playing? Like? I thought it would give me a bit of swagger, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really to sort of entice her into my world, living as a millionaire in a club. Owl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. Jamie's keeping an eye out for us outside, uh, and you are watching as well. Obviously, do it carefully. Lots of advice on the show this morning on how to do that. How's it looking, Jamie? Eclipse Watch. Well, it's brilliant out here, How There's a big group of people outside the Rock FM church all watching. Let's hear a cheer from Eclipse People 2015. <laughs> yeah, we're from... all huddled round a Peugeot 107 <laughs> looking at the reflection of the Eclipse, and it is stunning, Howell. Vicky. coverage. Vicky from Bamber Bridge, are you watching it? I am, yeah. I'm stood watching it. I could just see the um, crescent. Yeah. Now, yeah. Across. It's exciting, isn't it? Exactly. Isn't it amazing? We hear all these things about probes being sent off into space and the space station and stuff, and because we can't see it, we never kind of uh, embrace it, it, do yeah, we? No. But when you can what? actually see something like this, is so <laughs> simple. It's just, uh, yes, there's planets out there, and one of them's going across in front of us. It's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. There's few clouds covering it, like. Yeah, I know. You've got to wait for the clouds to get around. To move, yeah, to see it. But, yeah, it's really, really good. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a good day. You too. Your music. Your life. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. Rock FM. Uh, hello, who's that? Georgia and Anne. Georgia and Anne, hello. Hi, What's yeah. happening? Well, we're from Blackpool and we stood in the back garden. We saw a very clear view of the eclipse twice. Hooray! So Caroline, who rang before, she was just unlucky. She was saying Blackpool couldn't see it, but she's just unlucky. Yeah, she is. We said it twice. I'm out in the car as well. Oh. So. It's, it was it was something special, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Isn't Absolutely it weird? Amazing. Don't you think in, like, medieval times it would have proper freaked people out? They'd have thought the gods were coming <laughs> down to get them or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Absolutely crazy. I never expected it. I thought it might be impressive, but I never expected it to change everyone so much. Everyone was, like, really excited for a good 45 minutes there and then went back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Have a lovely day. Thank you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Uh, Jamie's still outside. Uh, is, it, is it finished? Eclipse Watch, yeah, this is the news, Justin. <laughs> 65% of the sun is still covered, but the moon is officially pulling back. I say that again, the moon is officially <laughs> pulling back. Um. Rock FM. Howl and Jamie at breakfast. <laughs>